the Women Unleashed podcast. Join us as we share with you the fun, confronting, wild, fucked up, epic and raw side of being a woman in today's world. Nothing is off limits. Allow yourself to be inspired to be unleashed. We acknowledge that we are recording our podcast on the traditional country of the Turrbal and Yagara people and pay respect to their elders past and present. We acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and contribution they make to this community. Welcome to the Women Unleashed podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. And before I introduce Jess, I just want to say that Taylor is having her baby. Like she's been talking to us about it for a little while now. We get baby updates and whilst she's you know, caring for her new little cherub, uh, we're going to be doing some guest interviews. So uh, without further ado, uh, Jess, welcome to the Women Unleashed podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Hello to your listeners. <laughs> Thank you for accepting my invitation. Um, I think you have a lot to offer oh, thank uh, you. women um, and with what you're up to, which is what everyone will soon like discover. Um, yeah, I just really thank you for, for sharing yourself on our podcast with our listeners. Thanks, Britt. Thanks. So, this will be fun. Let's see where we go. Let's dive on in. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jessica McElveen's the name. Um, a little bit about myself. So I would say that I am, uh, I've always been a woman who has a lot of questions. So I think that I... Oh, you could be asking me most of the questions. Well, I, I do like to do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I like to ask the questions. And you know what? Mainly because I'm trying to discover more and more about who I am. Mm. So uh, I guess who I am is really a person who uh, is on a quest so I'm just on a quest to understand myself more and, you know, the more I understand myself, the more I can understand the people I work with and the people that I serve and also the people that I love though, which is one of the most important things to me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, the fun little facts, I live here in Brisbane. Um, Have you always lived in Brisbane? No, I haven't. So I grew up in Port Macquarie in New South Wales. Oh, And okay. I love that little town. So I left there when I was 18 and it's a beach town. Um, you know, you may have been there, listeners. I don't know. if Have you been there? Uh, I haven't been there, no. Yeah. no. It's such a good spot. But I left there when I was 18 and then well, I... What was your experience of like leaving there? Was it like, can't wait to get out or like sad, but I've got to go live my life? Like, I was or, ready. Uh, yeah. I was ready. So I left to travel overseas for the first time. Ah, so my friend okay. and I, we left when we were 18 to go on a Kentucky trip, of course, right? Around Europe, <laughs> classic case. <laughs> And then, yeah. uh, and then I lived over there for a bit. So I lived in Jersey, uh, which is an island off the coast of France. I and did not know that. Yeah. So yeah. it's a Do gorgeous... they speak French there? No, no. So it's part of the UK officially still. Oh, so I had okay. The, yeah, the Jersey Pound. So I lived there for four, four months only because I injured my back and had to come home. What were you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I, we went... Chaz and I went to dinner the other night, which is my fiancé and... Uh, so what I was doing, I was working in a sports bar and, okay, you should have seen what I had to do each night. So just imagine the biggest uh, rubber plates that you can imagine, right? The trays mm-hmm. and there would be four or five plates on mm-hmm. this tray. And the, the kitchen was about two floors down from the restaurant. Oh, so okay. each, 
each day for literally 12 hours a day, I was carrying these massive trays of food up this spiral staircase and then carrying these trays full of plates down the spiral staircase. And I'd already had like ligament issues and disc issues before I left for overseas. Okay. And so this just triggered a war within my back. (laughs) So one day I woke up and I couldn't, I couldn't walk and yeah. oh, wow. I had to stay in bed for a week and I realised, okay, maybe this I'll is just This is not leave. the job for you. This is not the job for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was so much fun, honestly. Yeah. You yeah. know, at 18 years old working in a sports bar where you get to drink every day on the job oh, and the then best. you get to party at night time yeah. and everybody's just full of fun. And oh. everyone loved you being Australian, we always get, female. We yeah. always get a lot of good stuff when we travel. We get mm-hmm. we get a lot of praise, us Aussies. <laughs> Kudos to us. Yes. Um, so yeah. it was a lot of fun but came home. Okay. And uh, so that's, that's how I left port. And then from then I've been travelling and I've lived in so many different places all over Australia. Uh-huh. Um, and and overseas as well so i went back a few years later and lived in ireland uh, for a year and then yeah lived in various places all around queensland so i guess you can say that i'm an explorer at heart and a a digger i'm a digger digger. of truth digger of truth yes in a nutshell that's who i am ladies and gentlemen saucy jess (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. All right. Well, thank you. Now we now we have a little bit of a, a context of who you are, yeah. what you're up to. Um, tell us a bit about what you are doing at the moment. Like I know you've got a business and I think a lot of um, – I, I resonate with it. You know, every time I'm looking at your stories, I'm like, damn, she's good. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about that and uh, yeah, from there. Yeah, I'd love to. So I – my business journey started five years ago and do you want the backstory of that or just what I'm doing now? Oh, whatever you want. Go for it. All right. So started that business because I wanted to get out of the world of social work. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the system that it was and I didn't like who I had to be in that system. So it just Mm -hmm. wasn't for me. I felt quite uh, restricted and also I didn't enjoy how we were viewing children in that system. So Mm. Uh, I decided to quit and I was going to move to Italy. So I left. <laughs> Literally people, whenever Jess gets into a, a, a bit of a rut, she's off. She's getting a visa and she's gone. She's, and it's Italy. Right? It's always Italy. Always Italy. It's always Italy. So I got my visa and I studied English um, teaching, right? Oh. I became a qualified English teacher. <laughs> anyway, and then so I left uh, and I just ended up traveling for four months, did a lot of adventures. It was incredible, but decided I needed to come back and I got a thought I need to start a business so the first business I started was kids yoga therapy Mm -hmm. and that was because before I left for overseas I started getting anxiety and panic attacks and I'd never experienced that before in my life Mm -hmm. and it really scared me and the one thing I turned to was yoga and meditation and that saved my soul that saved me gosh it saved me so Mm. I realized I want to support these children that have experienced trauma but doing it through talk therapies is not the way to do it. So I decided, well, kids yoga therapy, therapy it is. Mm-hmm. So I came home and then I flew to Singapore. I got qualified. You had to go to Singapore to be qualified. I did. Oh, wow. Nowhere in Australia you can... Not in the time frame I wanted. So when oh. I've decided on something, I want to do it right here and right now. And okay. I wasn't willing to wait around. And I thought, 
well, why not spend 14 days in Singapore? And did you get like a full yoga qualification in that time or kids Kids yoga? yoga. Yeah. So children's yoga and meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And and later on I would become a fully qualified adults yoga teacher, but that was a year Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So I did that course. So once I got qualified in that, I came back and with my social work degree, I started the yoga therapy business where I'd go around to people's homes and work one-on-one with kids and I loved it. You know, these kids, the changes I was seeing, oh gosh, it just made me so happy. Yeah, so um, fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, one of my favourite stories is a young girl, she was six and she was nonverbal. Uh, mm. As soon as they'd leave the house, they would not, she would not speak. Mm. And she would barely speak at home. And there was a lot of meltdowns and a lot of emotion, right? When we can't communicate what we want and mm. what we don't want, there's a lot of internal struggle. So I started doing this body work with her. And I think there was four sessions in and her mother emailed me and she was like, Jess, you're not going to believe it. She is talking outside the house. She started talking to her teacher. She started talking with her friends and she started telling us no. She started telling us what she doesn't want. And she said for the first time, for the first time, Jess, we're going on a family holiday and I feel really confident that we're going to have a good time Oh, because the meltdowns are decreased because this little girl finally had the confidence to say what she wanted and what she didn't want. Mm. So completely transformed that family's life and it's all through the body. And I just really started to get the importance of the body in who we are and how we alter our behaviors. You know, that body mind connection is critical Yep. Um, yeah. And so from there, I started seeing a different pattern the longer I was doing it. And with all the behaviors I was seeing, I was also seeing parents that were really struggling mm. to know what to do with their kids. And I thought, I have a lot more to offer here and I can see the pattern and I can see what needs to be changed. So... I think it's time to go work with the parents now. So that's what I've done. Now I run the Happy Home Network where I'm the child behavior specialist and the family dynamic specialist. And I have a team of health professionals and experts too. So we've got naturopaths, we've got nutritionists, we've got EFT practitioners and Reiki masters and kinesiologists and uh, nervous system specialists and various others and we just get to support the families and the kids so I work with the entire family and it's really outside the box that's what I love to say there's Mm. always a disclaimer about when I work with families and it's that (laughs) I am outside the medical system I do not teach the traditional methods this is a whole family approach Mm. and we're not just focused on the one child so that's what I do now and I create online programs all of it's online and I'll do in-person workshops but I you know it's of course it's coming from a place of why I do this work and it's it's around my own childhood of course that's what's inspired it Mm. there is nothing more important to me than the moments where children and parents and families feel connected Mm. that is it is the most I'm so gooey like just hearing you talk I'm like oh yes 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 (laughs) you know and I I still crave this myself and I I know I want to create it for others because sometimes I struggle creating it for myself Mm. and I also didn't feel that for many years of my own childhood which Mm. is a whole other journey and learning and why I'm so obsessed with human behavior and parent-child dynamics and I 
I just love that feeling. I love seeing parents and children just so happy with each other and connected mm. where they really get each other. The children feel safe to be happy and the parents feel free without the overwhelm just to be present and enjoy their kids. Mm. I just mm. don't think it gets much better than that. And that's why I do what I do. Mm. So what? So just what was the moment when you were working with kids in yoga that you were like, no, I've got to go to the parents or I've got to go to the yeah. whole family? What, or was there many moments? And There was one very clear moment for me. I was working with this one boy. He was eight. And yes, he had diagnoses. And look, I have uh, an outside-the-box opinion on diagnoses and labels and how often uh, they're being given. But aside from that, he had ADHD and being told he was autistic and mm. I went into the home and so I was working with him and there was this day and this boy was very overwhelmed and very emotional and very upset and I can just see he just, he just desperately just wants to connect with his mum and his mum is so overwhelmed. Mm. She's so upset and yeah. she is getting angry at him and yelling at him and crying and I'm in the home mm. and I'm just watching this unfold and she is coming from an absolute place of love but overwhelm and stress mm. because she just wants him to participate in what we're doing because if he doesn't then she has failed him and mm. he will not be a successful happy healthy boy in his future she's trying to do the best that she can and I also got in their interactions why he's behaving and reacting the way that he was. Mm. This mum was so overwhelmed that she was instantly to react. She was angry very quickly. She was frustrated very quickly. She, mm. There was no understanding as to why he was behaving the way that he was. And she's just going off of the advice of the medical professionals that just say to her, he's a problem. Mm. That's it. That's all she's going off of. Yeah. Wow. That's just opening up like Pandora's box, eh? Because yeah. whenever like a, uh, I've, I haven't had too much experience, but I imagine like, you know, parent takes child to doctor, says child is doing X, Y, Z. The doctor never looks at the parent and says, okay, well, you know, how are you? You okay? Mm. You know, like yeah. never <laughs> no no it's not in the assessment list it's not there Fuck. that the parent-child dynamic is never assessed and it is the one thing that needs to be yeah and if if there is anything that has an impact on a child's behavior it's the parent-child dynamic and this is not this is not to make parents feel guilty mm. because this is just the parent-child phenomena mm. this is normal natural it's meant to be we take the emotions out. That's just what happens. We can't deny it. We're not getting around and it, people. Why? Why is it the phenomena? Mm. What makes? What's the? What happens in the parent that has mm. this happen when they look at their child and they do something like what? What mm. is it? Mm. So in in the eleven years that I've done this, and with all of the parents that I've worked with, and with the parents I've coached, it comes down to two things usually. And the first things first is what we've been conditioned to believe as right and wrong we are told when we were young right how we've been parented mm, okay so how we've been parented yes yep. how we've been parented yeah how we've been led to believe people need to be children need to act how we needed to act for our parents to feel love 
get praise and feel connected? Mm. That's a question that everybody should be asking themselves. I always ask my clients, fill in this blank. For my dad to love me, give me praise and to connect with me, I needed to be blank. Uh, And we need to ask this of ourselves with our mum and our dad. And always the answer to that Mm. is what annoys them about their children. So often parents will tell me I needed to be a good girl. Mm. I needed to be silent. Mm. I needed to listen Mm. and never cause trouble. Okay. And then they, to get the love, the praise and the connection. Mm -hmm. And when they see the loud the the defiance in their own children it raises a whole world of that is not how you're meant to be Mm. I reject that because I was also rejected for being that Mm. so there's that there's there's what we've learned as a child of how we were parented and then on the other side of that is the absolute terror of failing this little being that you are so emotionally committed to and attached to that they might as well be you and you might as well be them Mm, right so it's so personal it's It's so personal everything is personal and if this child does not show the potential of being a healthy confident successful human almost everything that you wish you were but aren't if you've yeah you know yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. then then you failed you failed Mm. them and you are failing yourself so yeah, the absolute yeah. terror of failure is also what brings on a lot of the triggers, the frustration, the overwhelm, because your expectation is to get it right. Mm. right? The expectation, you want to get it right. And I get the desperation and the desire for that. I really do. Mm. But there are these parent-child phenomena that we need to understand to take away that pressure. And let's just deal with child behavior 101 Mm. and and that's where I can come in and that's where I usually need to come in is to remove the emotion in that scenario and bring in just what's true for human behavior Mm. and parent-child dynamics that's where the clarity comes Um, that's usually the two paths that that create the overwhelm or the triggers that is so awesome Um, I know being a bonus mum like the there'll be things that my bonus children do yeah. and I just get triggered yeah. you know and they'll it'll be different things because a boy and a girl sure, right sure. and I've had a little brother and I've been a little girl myself and if you you're kidding yourself in my opinion if you think you're going to have kids and never be triggered by them <laughs> so much like they are the trigger masters for you so if you're not really sure how to deal with that or where to start yeah um then yeah, people like you can assist with you with that or just go do some personal development. Yeah. Like actually go start self-reflecting. Yeah. Um, and, and looking at yourself first, don't address your child because their behavior shows up inside of the space you create for them. So if you create a really anxious, hardcore, angry space, they will mirror back. Yeah. Their mirror is really confronting. And I, I, I said this <laughs> oh week. Oh my gosh, it is. Yep. I said this week yeah. that, so I've been studying, researching, working with, observing child behaviors and family dynamics for the past 11 years, mm. right, or more. And do you know what is interesting is that n- maybe 5% of that will help me with my own children. 
Yeah, because when you have your own, you're going to just have because to come I'm, across your own. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I, I'm emotionally invested. So, yeah. Jess, forget about everything that you teach, right? Now I've got, now <laughs> I've got these mirrors to myself. Yeah. yeah, and, and I have done so much work on myself to be as prepared as I can be yeah. because, you know, three years ago, two years ago, it was a no for me in having children oh. because I didn't want to face all of this stuff and it was terrifying oh. to me. So I've done a lot of work. And yeah. but as you just said, you actually can't be prepared. No, like, you can't. <laughs> and so it's interesting. Stop trying, Jesse. <laughs> when when parents they they give themselves such a hard time for not getting it right, and mm. it's like, yeah, I mean, you talk to any other child psychologist or people that work with kids and that understand the child brain, it still doesn't help them with their own kids. We need help too. Mm. So I know that I'm going to need people around me. I'm going to need support, a mentor, somebody yep. to bring in the truth bombs, yes. just like I do for parents. Straight that between objectivity. the eyes. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to need it. And um, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not embarrassed about that. There's no shame for me because I just understand that that's human behavior. Yeah. Right, it's nothing personal. It's, it's how not me. Work. That's just how we work. So yeah. we either work with it or work work against it. Mm. We get yeah. to decide that. Yeah. Oh, mm. far out, Jess. Thank you. Mm, that's Thank okay. You so much. That was just like a big bomb of like what Jess is and who what you're committed to. <laughs> and um, I think I don't know. I, I just I can't stop hearing about it. Like because I just I just see so much of heartbreak out there because mm. parents and children can't communicate and it's because parents dealing with their own stuff and and when I've been dealing with my own stuff in front of my bonus children like it's it's heartbreaking but you've got to be responsible for it mm. um, because those little beings are just they're just unleashed love when they're born so you just got to remember that yeah mm. yeah you do you amazing do. all right well everyone we'll be back jess and i will be back for another uh couple of episodes so thank you for listening and have fun sharing what you've gotten for yourself out of listening our goal is for our content to reach as many people as possible and become the number one women empowerment podcast in australia our call to action is that you contribute to the women in your life by sharing this episode, subscribing to our podcast and giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Bye for now.